Therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine does them, I will liken to a wise man who builds his house on a rock. Matthew 7:24. Welcome, beloved, to another edition of God's Word with God's chosen servant, Reverend Amos Darko. Reverend Amos Darko is anointed to inspire you with an anointed teaching and preaching of God's Word without to add practical examples. Get ready as he ministers the Word of God for today. Speak to me and make me a blessing unto your children. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Oh, amen. amen. We are more than two. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. All is good hands together for Jesus. Oh, you are putting your hands together for Jesus, not for me. Amen. We started a journey on last Wednesday on wisdom because there's a year of divine wisdom and in the journey we said that we were trying to look at wisdom from so many angles hallelujah we we're looking at wisdom from so many angles and we said that we have so many types of wisdom but God out of his infinite wisdom gave us this year to be our year of divine wisdom. So I started a series I have entitled Unearthing the Treasures of Wisdom. Unearthing the Treasures of Wisdom. Hallelujah. Oh hallelujah. Unearthing the Treasures of Wisdom. And I give out some definitions by saying that when we say you are unearthing something, to unearth means that to bring to light or to recover through digging. So we said that when you are bringing something to light, if something has been hidden and you are bringing it to light, or when you are digging to recover something, we say you are unearthing. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Another word for unearth is to recover. Oh, sorry, discover. To discover means to take off the cover. Amen. And we also said that a treasure, when we talk about a treasure, is any possession that is highly valued by its owner. It also means something that one goes beyond. So a treasure is any possession that is highly valued by its owner. So if there is something that you highly value, that thing becomes a treasure. Hallelujah. Or if, if there is some, something that is so dear to you, that thing becomes a treasure. Hallelujah. That is why Jesus said that we shouldn't pile up earthly treasures. Hallelujah. Amen. Where moths and whatever thieves can break in and steal them. But we should rather seek to pile up heavenly treasures. Because he said, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. So it means that if you hold something so dear to you, 
that thing becomes a treasure. It could be your business, it could be your money, it could be your car, it could be your children, it could be whatsoever. It could even be clothes or even a mobile phone. Hallelujah. So we are trying to unearth the treasures of wisdom. But the Bible says that one of the things that we shouldn't ignore is wisdom. So the Bible says wisdom is better than gold. Wisdom is better than gold. Amen. So if wisdom is better than gold, it means that when they put gold and wisdom down for you to choose, you should rather go for wisdom. Hallelujah. Because with wisdom, you can get gold. But with gold, you can never get wisdom. Amen. So we were trying to look at the book that is that contains wisdom. And there is no other book in the entire Bible that is vested with wisdom apart from the book of um, Proverbs. Amen. Because Proverbs was written by the wisest king that has ever lived. Amen. And when you read the book of Proverbs, but the first verse is very, very interesting. Those of you who came with your Bibles, let's read our Bibles to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs 1. Verse number 1. We are looking at Proverbs 1. 1. I'm reading from the Bible in basic English. The BBE version. The Bible says, The wise things of Solomon the son of David, king of Israel. Hallelujah. The wise sayings of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. But when we read other versions, it says the proverbs of Solomon, son of David, the king of Israel. And we said that the first thing that everybody who desires to be wise should have is a father. Hallelujah. The book of Proverbs was opened by introducing the writer to be the son of David. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So it means that irrespective of who you are, irrespective of your position, Solomon was a king. But irrespective of the position he held, he was still regarded as David's son. Amen. Irrespective of wherever God takes you and the kind of wealth that comes your way. Remember, remember, you are the son of somebody. Amen. You can never, listen, your, your wealth does not undo the fact that your father is no longer your father. If you are more knowledgeable than your father, it doesn't make you better than your father. Is somebody with me? If, if you are more talented, more skillful, and more gifted than your father, it still doesn't do the fact that he is not your father. It is only the wise that will recognize their father irrespective of their position. Whether you become the president of Ghana or maybe a, a UN general secretary or whatever. You should always remember your father. Ignoring your father is an indication that you are on the road of being a foolish person. Hallelujah. It's only fools who despise their parents. I mean, when Jesus Christ came on earth, 
The Bible called him the son of who? Joseph. Amen. Jesus, even Jesus Christ was regarded as the son of Joseph. When you read the book of John chapter 6 verse number 42. John 6 42. The Bible says, and they said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph? Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph? See, fathers are so relevant in the life of a child that uh, uh, God, even God himself, makes that decision for us. It is God who chooses who he wants to be our father. That is why nobody has the right to choose his father. Nobody on earth has the right to choose his or her father. You see, fatherhood is a position that is divinely orchestrated. It is God who gives. It's a calling. To be a father is a calling. God calls people to father. In fact, the truth of the matter is that not all the men that we see around are fathers. Hallelujah. Yes. The fact that you are a man doesn't qualify you to be a father. Amen. Fatherhood is a position that God has reserved for some peculiar people. Hallelujah. And so therefore you should not neglect the fact that your father ceases to be your father when God begins to bless you. Tell your neighbor, hallelujah. Oh, say to the one sitting close to you, listen to daddy. Hallelujah. Yes, so you should put it at the back of your mind. If you want to be wise, the first thing you need to take note of is your father. Who is your father? Who is your father? Who do you regard as your father? In fact, there are some people who say that your father should be the one who gave birth to you. Hallelujah. But the truth of the matter is that it's not only the person who gave birth to you or your biological father is your father. Amen. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 5, Paul said, For though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ I have begotten you through the gospel. What Paul is trying to say is that though you may have so many people who are instructing you, do this, do that, do that. But remember, ye have not many fathers. You don't have many fathers. Hallelujah. Or in other words, you have but few fathers. The word few means that you don't have only one father. You have fathers, but they are not many. Amen. amen. Oh, amen. amen. And this morning, I want to give you the ten types of fathers that you have. Everybody has these type of fathers. The first of it is our Heavenly Father. So if you were here on Wednesday, I gave you the notes. Our Heavenly Father. Our Heavenly Father, this is the person, oh, let me put it in the right way. This is the person who created you and gave himself up on the cross for you. Hallelujah. So our Heavenly Father is God the Father. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So God is our heavenly father. When Jesus Christ came to earth, he thought extensively on our heavenly father. 
But he always referred to God as our Father. Amen. Oh, amen. God is not only the Father of Jesus Christ, but also your Father. That is why in the book of Luke chapter 11, the verse number 2 says that, When you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven. Jesus said, If you are praying, say this, that our Father which art in heaven. In other words, our Father who is in heaven. So it means that we have a heavenly Father as Christians. Amen. God is not the Father of all humans. God is the Father of only believers. Hallelujah. Yes. See? He is a God to the perishing and to the unbelievers. But He is a Father to us. To better understand this, hallelujah. Who is the president of Ghana? Oh, who is the president of Ghana? What is his, what is his, what is his full name? Who is the president of Ghana? His Excellency Nana Abdo Damkwa Ekufado. Good, hallelujah. What is Nana Abdo to you? What is he to you? He's your president, Aisha. But how will Namado's children refer to him? Daddy. Hallelujah. So this same person who is a president to some people is also a father to others. Hallelujah. Let me ask you. Is he your father? Is he your father? Is he your father? In that same manner, God is a father to believers. Hallelujah. Amen. But he's a God to the unbelievers. That is why the Bible says that, listen, when, when you want to refer to God as a father, you should be born again. Because it is the Holy Spirit that gives you the right to be referred to as the Son of God. Listen to me. Let me, let me emphasize this point very, very carefully. Never refer or never think that all the unbelievers you see around, all the sinners, have God as their father. It is never true. Jesus said, to them that was, to them that believe, eh, to them is giving the right to be called. Let's read it. Let's read John chapter 1, verse number 14. Let's hurry up. Who is there? John 1 14. And the word was made flesh. Mm-hmm. Let's have from 12. Verse number 12. Mm-hmm. But as many as received him. But as many as received him. To them gave he power. To them he gave the power. To become the sons of God. To become the sons of God. So it means that for you to become a son or a child of God, it is only out of faith. That makes one a child. Hallelujah. So you now understand my point. Amen. So the first type and the perfect type of father, fatherhood that we could ever find, both on earth and in heaven, is God. God is a perfect example of who a father should be. Amen. The second type of father is your father in Christ. 
This father in Christ is the person who brought you to Christ. The person who brought you to Christ. The person through whose ministration or invitation you became a Christian. And this father could even be a woman. Amen. Oh, amen. amen. Could be a woman. The person who invited you to church and you, you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. The person who begged you to in Christ. That is who we refer to as your Father in Christ. Hallelujah. That's your Father in Christ. So who is your Father in Christ? Who brought you to Jesus? Through whom did you get to know Jesus? Through whom? When you read the scriptures, hallelujah, Nathaniel, do you know Nathaniel? Nathaniel's father in Christ was who? Philip. Philip went and found Nathaniel and told him, We have found the Savior. We have found the one that the scriptures spoke about. We found him. And Nathaniel said, Where is he from? He said, Nazareth. And Nathaniel said, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said, Come and see. Come and come and see. Come and see. Come and see. And when Philip brought Nathaniel to Jesus, Jesus said to him, This is a pure Jew in him or in whom there is no filthiness. It's a pure Jew. This is my first time of seeing a pure Jew. Why is it that Saint Nathaniel was a pure Jew? Maybe he saw it from the heart. This is a guy who has tried everything to obey all the laws. That's a righteous guy. Then he just said, wow. That's my first time of seeing a pure Jew. Can God look at him and say that this is a pure Christian? <clears throat> a pure Christian in whom there is nothing like filthiness. Nothing. Everything is clean. Hey. Can God look at you and use those acronyms on you? It's a pure Jew. How will God or Jesus refer to you when he meets you? This is a half-hearted Christian. This is a three-quarter Christian. Hey. May God have mercy. Shout mercy. Oh, shout mercy. May God have mercy. So this is a pure Jew. Pure Jew. And Nathaniel asked, how did you know me? So it, it means that, if, listen, if you are clean, you will know. Yes. Oh, you are not with me. Yes. Let me tell you, if you are righteous, eh, you will know. You will know. Nobody will tell you. Yes. Oh, Charlie, are you home? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the Bible says we should be in jail. Judge! Judge yourself! Judge! Judge! Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Give you the microphone. How will you assess yourself? See, the Bible said, "That shall not judge you." <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. 
and they will give you even at the local daily. So, so cool, I will be so sorry. And no, I need this so well. Hey! But Nathaniel said, How did you know me? How did you know me? No man. How did you know me? And Jesus said, I saw you. When you were standing under the fig tree, that is a serious and a deep prophetic word. I saw you. Why did you say you won't go to church today? Where so me? What did I say? Wait, 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 wait. I saw you under the mango tree this morning. When your mother said, I'll be doing God, sorry. So, my lady, my friends. Oh, truly, this is a man of God. Hallelujah. When Jesus told Nathaniel, I saw you under the fig tree. When he was calling you. If some of you, if, should you have been alive on, on that the very day, you would have doubted Jesus. You say, uh, has, uh, Philip told you. I, I'm sure Philip told you he, he came to call me. Under, he told me, under the, I'm sure, I'm sure. But Nathaniel said, truly, oh, this is the Son of God. And Jesus said, oh, you, you already believe? You just told me and you are believing. Then what, what will you do when you see the Son of Man coming down from the house? At that very moment, Jesus prophesied into the future. So your Father in Christ is somebody who held your hand and brought you to Christ. And respect such a person. It could be a little girl. Respect that girl. Hallelujah. Our father, Bishop of Nazareth, his father in Christ, was a little girl called Dorcas. A twin, Dorcas. She said, I wanted to go and do the moves. And she said, she has a boyfriend called Jesus. I should, I should come and meet Jesus first. When I got there, the Holy Spirit arrested me. And I became born again. Hallelujah. Amen. Your father in Christ. It's the person who brought you to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not seeing the person who brought you to uh, church. The, there's a difference between somebody bringing you to church and somebody bringing you to Christ. There are so many people who were seated in, in church. They were singing, even doing all sorts of things for God, but they were not Christians. But the person, it could be a pastor, the person who preached. And your heart was transformed. And you felt that at this moment I want to give my all to Christ. That is your father in Christ. Hallelujah. The third class of the father is your spiritual father. Spiritual father. Your spiritual father is the one who takes care of you. Who nurtures you. Who feeds you with the word of God. Who prays for you and protects you in the realms of the spirit. Who makes sure nothing bad happens to you? That is your spiritual father. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. That is your spiritual father. The one who guides and protects you, feeds you, and makes sure you grow in Christ. That's your spiritual father. But it's not easy. It is not easy to raise up a child. Sometimes the child will wee wee on itself and on his, his or herself and you have to go and clean it up 
sometimes the child will poo-poo. Hmm. And sometimes you see, such children need extra time. You need to be extra cautious when you are dealing with them. Because everything they see, they want to put it in their mouth. When they see your pen into their mouth. When they see anything, just name it. Even sometimes they will poo-poo and they want to take their poo-poo and put it into their mouth. Anything they see, they want, they want to put it in their mouth. So it is not easy being a spiritual father. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you the truth. The role of a spiritual father is far, far, far greater than the role of a, a biological father. Hallelujah. But biological father is the one who gave birth to you. But I'm telling you, it is not easy to be a spiritual father. Because being a spiritual father will require you both in the realms of the spirit, to be responsible in the realms of the spirit, and to be responsible in the realms of the flesh. It's not easy. Are you sleeping? Are you getting what I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you this morning? Open up your heart and receive. Hallelujah. Yes. That is your spiritual father. Your spiritual father is one who takes care of you, nurtures you. He makes sure your business is doing well. He makes sure you are protected. He makes sure every assignment of the enemy concerning your life is broken. Hallelujah. Amen. But some of you, you don't take care of your spiritual fathers. I'm telling you, you don't take care of them. Some of you should be invoked and say, Daddy, I bought this credit. Thank you for protecting me. All throughout last year, receive it. Christmas, none of you entered my house. None of you. And sometimes I wonder if I am a father. Then where is my honor? Hey, Charlie, am I your father? See, very soon I'll put I'll put an embargo on the daddy. Don't call me daddy. Hey, because you are not doing the things of a child. Call daddy. All throughout last year, all throughout last year. How many of you bought credit for me last year? All throughout last year. How many? How many of you were able to buy even two Ghana cities airtime? That know that this is some airtime. I think for sure did that by the Ukrainian song. It was somewhere, I think, I don't know, but maybe five CDs or something. What was five CDs, eh? Or ten CDs? I forgot it. Finish all of you. Oh, that we don't have money. When we get money, we will do it, but don't do it for me. Do it for yourself. Chop your money. When we're going, when, when we're driving, when we're going to tell your sister, I bet I called this daddy. I've sent 50 Ghana cities on your mobile money as for airtime. Then immediately my 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 spirit came back. <laughs> I was so in the spirit. Oh. We were driving, we were just going to Tema. Oh, I was just looking at the the nice views I was looking. Oh, Charlie there. Oh, and all of a sudden, I said, Daddy, I said, yes, I'm better. How are you doing? Oh, Daddy, I'm fine. Daddy, 
Have you changed your mobile money? I've sent 50. I said, What? You've sent how much? Take an answer. So I went, I put it, I said, For what? So no, at I said, Ah, I better. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Mm. But, but I wanted to make sure it was true, so I checked. I checked it was 50 Ghana hanging. I said, I said, I bought credit for airtime, for internet. So if you don't buy for me, even when I buy, then you come and parasite. Yes. How many of you have gone to your bank and said, So how do you eat? Let me ask you, how do you eat? How do you eat? How do you survive? How do you survive? Hallelujah. Are you sure you are going home? So that is your spiritual father. Paul said, if we have shared with you spiritual things, don't we have the right to also partake or share with you your your physical substance? Are you with me? Look at the way you are writing. Stenographers. Jotting down notes. If you think I just slept and God gave me the revelation, you know the number of research you have to see. That's why I was saying you have to uncover. We are uncovering the treasures of wisdom. So to uncover, you have to dig. I told you the other day, jewelry, gold, diamonds are not found on the surface of the ground. You have to dig them, dig them, and go and look for them. That's what the Bible says. Study to show yourself approved. Study. Study. So that's how many types of fathers have I been so far? Three. The four types is your biological father. Biological father. The biological father is the father who gave birth to you. In fact, the fifth type of fathers is a substitute father. A substitute father. Substitute. A substitute father is a father who replaces your biological father. He takes up the responsibility of your biological father. It could either either be that your biological father is dead, or maybe your, your parents are divorced, or maybe your father has abandoned you. Hallelujah. Some of you, when your father gave birth to you, he said, I don't, I carry this boy with this big head. It's not my child. I don't like this boy. Look at his head. No, 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 this, this is not my child. I refuse to receive this boy as my child. I don't like, ah, look at her. Monkey face. My father, I don't like this thing. So maybe your father abandoned you. And somebody else took up the role of a father, paid your school fees, bought your clothes. This is your substitute father. Anybody who despises his father, eh, shall be despised. But anybody who looks down on his father, eh, the, the eagle shall pluck out his or her eyes. Yes. Anybody. Who disregards his father? He kills. Shall plug out your eyes. Yes. Who is it? Yeah, what I mean. No idiot. You think God is talking about physical? Eh? 
in the realms of the, in other words, what the Bible is trying to say, you shall be beatingless if you despise your father. If you don't respect them, you just use them as dormants. I would say you, you will never have a good future. Your life will be messed up. You shall not have a better future. Hallelujah. That is why I've taken my time to elaborate on fathers. So the person who is taking care of you, maybe your, man, your mother is married to another man. That man becomes your substitute father. Hallelujah. And it is the responsibility of that man to make sure that you are, you are well catered for. Amen. The other type of father is your father in ministry. How many fathers have I given you so far? Six. Your father in ministry. Your father in ministry is the one who birthed you into the ministry of the Lord. The one who introduced you to ministry. So the first preaching that you did, the person who gave you the opportunity is your father in ministry. The person who gave you his or her platform to minister. The person who brought you to do the work of God, he's your father in ministry. Hallelujah. So this is the type of person who brought you or who begged you into the ministry of the Lord. Through him, you find yourself involved in the work of the gospel. Often, fathers in ministry are lumped together with our fathers in Christ. We generally call them spiritual fathers. But there are differences between them. I've given you a spiritual father, I've given you a father in Christ, and this is a father in ministry. The person who gave you the opportunity to do the work of ministry, that person is called your father in ministry. Are you with me? The seven points, right? Is your father in law. Father in law. Some of you don't respect your father in laws. But you don't know that your father in law is your father. Your wife's father or your husband's father is your father in law. And you have to respect the person just as you are respecting God. If you despise your father-in-law and you despise God and you love God, then it means that you've not done anything. Because your father-in-law can be a blessing unto you. He didn't pay your school fees. He didn't take care of you, yes. But he was the one who brought up the woman you say you love. The woman you are killing yourself for. He was the first who brought up that lady. So you should respect him. Give him the due honor as a father. Respect him. Respect his words. In fact, Moses' ministry was turned around because of his father-in-law. Moses, what is the name of Moses' wife? Hmm? Eh? Zipporah. Zipporah. Moses was married to an Ethiopian woman. And the Bible says that this Ethiopian woman's father, who became Moses' father-in-law, paid Moses a visit. When he entered Moses' church, but this man was a pastor. This Moses' father-in-law was a man of God. He was a pastor. He was a priest. When he entered Moses' church, he saw that the way Moses was gathering his people and jetting and settling disputes was not the best way. Because the children of Israel were more than three million. And Moses would sit down from morning to evening, solving issues, solving issues. 
And sometimes it's very annoying. There is a long queue about a thousand people coming to see Moses. When they come, Moses, have you seen that my wife said I'm a fool? Moses said, Don't mind them. Okay, don't 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 follow what she says. Just ignore her, then she will go. Then number two, number three. Moses will solve the issue when he gets to number 999, remaining one person. Then the first people who came will go and fight again and will come and join the queue. They are coming to see Moses again. And the Bible said for three days, this guy can sit down and solve issues. Sometimes he doesn't eat. When Moses' father entered, he saw Moses judging. He came, he asked his, his daughter. Why is your husband? He said, Oh, he's gentle. And he saw that. Yeah, he said, Moses, come. Let me advise you. And if God is with you, eh, decide whether you want to go for it or leave it. Moses, the thing that you are doing is not good. You, very soon you will die. And you leave this people. Mark it somewhere. You die. Because you can't be judging issues like that. Come. Choose from among you 70 elders. Choose 70. People who are of good reputation. Not just any other person. People who are good. Choose 70 from among them. And tell the whole nation that if they have issues which are just petty, petty issues, let them go to the 70. And let them judge the issue. If the issue is beyond their control, let them bring it to you. This man was the one who brought about leadership in church. Yes, pure leadership. And even in um, in church growth, we call something a cell system. One of the cell system has been named after this man. He, they use it as a style of leadership. So the, the leader will be here, there will be people over here. If you have any issue, come and talk to them. When they can't solve the issue, they will bring it to you, the boss. So that you will have time to rest. When Moses adopted that structure, he was free. So, hallelujah. Your father-in-law plays a very key role in your life. How many points have I given you so far? How many points? Seven. The next one, hallelujah, is your father of movement or your father of faith. Your father of faith. Father of faith, there is only one person who qualifies for that, and that is Abraham. Abraham is our father of the faith movement. So he's the father of all the people who say that we believe, we believe, we believe, we believe, we have faith. Abraham is the father of the faith movement. Hallelujah. And the, which number? Is it the eighth? The eighth type of father is the ninth, eh? The ninth is your father of a church. Father of a church. Father of the church is the person who founded the church. The person who did what? So in Perestap, who is our father of the church? Oh, I can't hear you. You are calling his name as if what is his name? It's not Bishop. What is his name? Bishop. 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 Hallelujah. Bishop Charles. Bishop. Bishop. If you want to book my like Bishop. 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 Hallelujah. 
Because Elijah, we, we don't say Elijah. We call him Elijah. So call him Bishop. Yeah. Hallelujah. So Bishop is our father of what? Of the church. So this is a person who founds the church. When I said that somebody said, okay, then we have, I'll have to go and find the church. I'll have to go and start the church. Hallelujah, hallelujah ministries. Yes. So that I can also become a father of the church. Amen. The last type of father, that's the tenth one, right? The last type of father is your father of sin. Yes. Your father of sin. Your father of sin, born sin, sin, S I N, sin. Yes, he's also a father. Of, you don't know. Your father of sin is the person who introduced you into sin. Person who told you the cigarette and don't hold it, no. Do it like this. Oh, and put it. And do, and do, when you are releasing it, don't release it through your, your mouth. Do it through your nose. Do like this. <laughs> your father of sin. I'll ask all of you who your father of sin was. Before you leave, I'll ask you. This is the person who takes time and teaches you how to sin. How to sin. How to sin. Innocent boy. Innocent lady. Virgin. You are being divergenized. Yes. You are being divergenized. So, the person who divergenized you and the person who also advised you to go for it told you, when you go, don't do like this. Put your two hands down like this. Ay! Yeah. I said, oh, maybe, yeah, I can't do it too. He said, no, 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 oh, don't be afraid. Ay! Don't be afraid. Oh, this one. Ask your sister, because she has even done it, nothing happened. Your father in sin. Your father in sin. Your father. Person who holds your hands and teaches you how to sin. Be careful you don't become a father of sin. You are not with me. He said, Be careful you don't become a father of sin. Because it's very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. When they, listen, when your name enters God records as a father of sin. That person, be careful. I'm telling you. Amen. Listen, the Bible said offenses will come. Hmm? Oh, the boy was it? It will come. Jesus, by all means, would have to be betrayed. It's a mask. Because he came to die, and before he died, somebody had to hand him over. But the question is who? The question is who? Listen, your father, anybody who introduced another person to sin, that person, eh? Even an aborted child is far, far better than you. You post the person how to have sex with girls. Are you going to win? Yes. That person, you, 
Are you here? Are you here? Shout hallelujah! This message continues on the next track.